Hello, ladies and germs, and ghouls and ghosts. It's a spooky edition of Not for Northern with your hosts, Captain Chris and Creepy Chris. Ooh. You're deaf, Creepy Chris, today. Nah, I'm Creepy Chris because you wear the motorboater hat. Oh, yeah, that's right. You're Captain Chris. That should just be my permanent Halloween costume every year. It should be. I uh, so my kid wants to be a boat, as as you know. Yeah. And so we were like, we got to get him a boat hat, and I was like, we're not getting him a fucking captain's hat. Like you can't start him off down that road. <laughs> might never turn. He might never come back from that. Motorboat son of a bitch. I don't. I don't know if Roscoe's a motorboater, so he got a Gilligan hat instead. Ice, perfect. Okay. That's like a motorboater's apprentice. Yeah, <laughs> and it it also sets me up for my next year's costume, which will be me and Roscoe as Gilligan and the Skipper. Oh, I love it! Yeah, lets me yeah. G- lets me, gives me the opportunity to get a little fatter and work on my <laughs> polo game, my tucked in polo game, which is something I've always lo- longed yeah. for. Isn't it a red one too? So like, it really stand out there. No, it's blue. Gilligan's Was red. It? Oh, oh, that's right. Oh, okay, yeah. I was gonna say. You- you could almost do like a, it's an Andy Reid skipper kind of a crossover thing. No, no, that'll, I'll work my way towards that. <laughs> I want my Halloween costume to allow me to become fatter and fatter each year. Yeah, and, and then with doing it for if, the costume dudes. If you do Andy Reid, then you can, you can have Roscoe do like the little kid who impersonates Andy Reid, like on the, like a year, a couple years ago, who like dressed like Andy Reid or something on the side, on the, in the stands. That's true. I did you remember see, that. Yes, I remember that. I saw I mean, similarly. I saw a, a someone on Instagram did the Scott Stapp singing at the, uh, like Creed doing the the Cowboys halftime, at like the NFC oh, game. Somebody dressed up as Scott Stapp for Halloween in that Cowboys jersey. I was like, God damn, that's a deep cut. I'm jealous of that. Super deep. <laughs> but I think it's on Barstool Sports though. That's the depressing part. Is I oh. saw it on Barstool. <laughs> what are you gonna do? Uh. So, I assume you're not dressing up for Halloween this year. Fine. Nope. Uh, that's, we can live with that. Uh, you might just be dressing up as, like, a guy who doesn't know how to make his microphone not sound staticky. You could just be, like, just walk around with a confused look on your face <laughs> and a microphone. Like headphones? God. <laughs> I can't. It's, it's all I hear. But anyway, we're going we're gonna to power through while I listen to what sounds like an AM radio station. Uh, the, it's... It's part Chris, part ten ten wind. Mm, so we're gonna nice. get, we're gonna traffic updates here periodically yeah. throughout the show. Chris, there's a bumper to bumper traffic here on the, <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> the Jackie Robinson's got a two lanes closed. <laughs> I love when it's like the wet, the new the traffic is like you're like, oh fuck yeah, I've been on I've oof. Those poor people that are missing their flights right now on the Jackie Robinson. The Jackie Robinson might be the worst fucking... It's always... Like, why do they even mention it? I don't know. They'd only need to mention if it was ever clear. Like, if they're yeah. like, guess what? It's a fucking holiday. The Jackie... Ro- the yeah. Jackie... Ro- they gave Jackie Robinson literally the shittiest road. Yeah, it's super narrow, super windy, and people are going like 80 miles an hour on it, too. Trying to. There's always yeah. a crash. It's always fucking congested with fucking airport traffic. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. I've oh. oh I always take a wrong turn on it when I'm trying to get to fucking to the goddamn racetrack. 
I'm always like, God damn, how'd I end up on the Jackie Robinson? <laughs> this is going to take half an hour. <laughs> Work my way back through local yeah. streets. There's the only Arby's in Queens. Um, so, yeah. Anyway, uh, you're not dressing up. I, that's fine. Are you going to participate in Halloween at all? Nothing? Not even watch a scary movie? Eat candy? Nothing? Maybe eat some candy. We'll see. We're going to... Uh... Uh, we're going to uh, out to Jersey this weekend and visit, uh, hang out with my wife's father. Is he going to dress up? Oof. Maybe. Maybe we can convince him. Yeah. Uh, and then we're going to also hang out with some friends and stuff, too. So uh, they have kids. So maybe there'll be some Halloweening going on. I don't know, man. I don't really care. I don't know. You don't care? You're just that. Uh, like, I'm, I, man, get just, I get it. I know. You're Christmas only, and that's fine. Yeah. But I expect to hear some real Christmas cheer out of you in a couple weeks. Oh, yeah, for sure. Good. I mean, Mr. Fucking Christmas. Uh, I am, uh, uh, d- doesn't matter, you didn't ask, um, but I, so my niece is here, and I had a question for you. Ready mm. for this? Mm-hmm. So my niece is here. She's been fantastic. We went- it's been a wonderful time having her here. This is her, the home stretch, though. She leaves after Halloween. So she's got one more day here, or one more, like, week-ish, and then she leaves on the first of the month. Sending her back. Back home. She's learned yep. a lot. She's done a lot. She's, we've, she's got to see a lot of New York. She's got to, she got to go on a site visit with me. Exciting. Uh, she got <laughs> to shadow Kristen at work yesterday. Exciting. Um, she's, got, she's been in, uh, an invaluable resource for childcare here and there. <laughs> and so as a reward, she is asked uh, that she can get a tattoo. Ooh. I know. Now, she's 18. Her body, her life. Yep. I'm sure my sister is not going to be thrilled. No. And my brother-in-law is not going to be thrilled. Sure. And if somebody did this to my kid, probably not that stoked. But who, how, am I, how am I supposed to stand that way? What are your thoughts? Do it. Like, I think that I think just got to facilitate it, right? I can't just let her go out and get a haphazard tattoo. Might as well send her to someone that's done one of my fine tattoos and... I'll probably get a tattoo with her. <laughs> she'll, she'll end up getting a tattoo like on her ankle or foot or something. Though. Oh, she's definitely going to get an ankle tattoo. There's no uh, doubt about it. That's a, that's a given. She's, it's her yeah. first tattoo. It's going to be on her ankle. Okay. Um, a regret, a regretting, a regretful, reg, yep. regret, yeah, regretful. ankle, regrettable, regrettable ankle tattoo. Uh, a passage. You have no desire to like... Call your sister and be like, hey, she wants to get a tattoo. I um, did. And I could tell she was, she's doing the, like, it's her body. All right. Well, but, then the, but the subtext is like. Yeah, she's not happy about it, but that doesn't matter. She's like, remind her that, like, she cried when she got her eyebrows waxed. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Very, I I, very passive aggressive mom thing to say. Totally fine. That's fine. But she, she signed off on it. It's, it's. Take her, go get her a tattoo. Okay. I'm going to do it. I'm doing but, it. Does she, she has no idea what she wants? She's got, she designed it herself. Oh, perfect. Great. Yeah. Better. Yeah. Okay, good. I'm, she's not, she's not going to get a fucking, you know, a fucking dolphin or something or like a, you know, a tramp. No, no. no. Yeah. Although that would be hilarious. Would be hilarious. I, but, might, I might just like draw a tramp stamp on her, like a <laughs> tribal and take a picture for my sister. <laughs> That would be amazing, actually. That's Ros- what- Roscoe has a bunch of gross temporary tattoos. I'll just do those. I'll put one on her face and just just to freak her out. <laughs> do the, the, the Felix Hernandez like 
like uh, I don't even know what it is on his neck, but it kind of looks like a female body part. I'll do the lip, the kisses, like uh, Kenyon Martin. Is that who, who had that on their? I know that a couple people have had the the, the ill-advised lips on their face or neck. Yeah, it's pretty. Good. No, I think I, this isn't on you anymore. You did your job. But I'm yep. and I I feel like facilitating is part it's part of the uh, like I sh- I'm sending her to a place in Williamsburg that mm-hmm. I've been to accredited the woman who does tattoos there has done other friends tattoos. Yep. I think a good a, a female is a good way to start for tattooing. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so I'm I'm doing all I'm do, you know research has been done. I think you're doing right. Okay. I'm gonna send. I'm I'm also gonna be Mario. I'm gonna. Send, <laughs> I'm going to send a deposit today. <laughs> and probably not in Lyra, but I, the, I, I don't know why I turned into Super Mario just now. Uh, I, I'm going to send a deposit. <laughs> and we're going we're gonna to do the tattoos on Sunday. Great. Good luck. Have fun. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, you've met my niece mm-hmm. because we exposed her to one of the worst fucking basketball games in the history of Barclays Center. Wow. A true choke job. A, a master class in how to get outcoached, mm. outfinessed, mm-hmm. outplayed, outmatched. Mm-hmm. I, it, all, it started with Jim Jones and Jewel Santana. <laughs> as soon as those fuckers hit the stage, the fucking wheels fell off. We were in perfect position. All I wanted was to be close at half, have a big third quarter by Stu. It's, it's it is Liberty basketball. That's how they win games. Instead, they were up by like eight or nine and a half. Things were looking good. And a completely disinterested Jewel Santana and Jim Jones played around with their in-ear monitors, which they didn't need because God knows they barely knew the words to their songs and kind of did weird versions of songs nobody knew with a hype man nobody knew. Just, like, just, it was an embarrassment. It was an absolute, from that moment on, there was not a redeemable moment in the game. Becky Hammond, congratulations. You are the best coach in, in, in basketball. Uh, you just put Sandy over your knee and spanked her. You, she, had no, she had no answers. She was over-subbing. She was overthinking. She couldn't figure out a lineup that worked. Vandersloot was gassed. The whole team was a fucking train wreck. There was not a redeemable, like, no one was, like, it was just, everybody played as fucking bad as possible. And still, they had the ball down one with 20 seconds, at which point they burned 16 seconds, or six, like, 14 seconds off the clock, 12 seconds off the clock, then called a timeout, then drew up one of the worst plays ever to the aforementioned gassed player to brick a shot. And, and end this season. Asia Wilson's MVP, hands down. Sandy needs to get fired. She won't. <laughs> They'll run it back, more tired, more disjointed, and probably be in the same position next year. Okay, I'm going to... Uh, uh, I'm going to... We'll do a little history lesson, because this ties into this now, Chris. Okay. Uh, but I'll have some other thoughts and stuff too. I, I, I don't think I'll start with this though. I don't think to your point, I don't think there's anything Sandy and the Liberty could have done differently. They just couldn't shoot the whole series. 
like, and you, there's just, if you're not shooting, I, I don't, you, I don't think you could solve that like by different rotations or subbing people in value. I think you can, I think you can create shots and the sh- and they weren't creating shots. It was all dribble uh, drives. Like they were, ch- like they weren't doing like dribble kicks. Yeah, yeah. There was no ball movement. Like Laney wasn't getting her shot in the corner. Yeah. Like they just weren't, there was nothing crisp. They looked tired. And, tired. and, and if Vandersloot's tired, the offense and the offense has to run through her. They're never going to get the shots they need. No, and 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 for Stewie, this was her all-time worst, like performance numbers-wise. Like it was just atrocious. And she was trying to shoot herself into a rhythm, and she she just wasn't. It wasn't happening. What you got to do, right? Like you like, shoot or shoot, you know. And you, it's the only way you get out of those things is you just keep shooting. And like so, th- that's what I mean. Like, but they just didn't. They just weren't going to do it. You know, it, it just kind of became apparent, I think, in the third quarter there when you were expecting them to to start shooting, and they haven't for basically four games. Uh, and, and and without without a good offensive sort of system in place, I they just rely, they just assume and rely on they're going to make shots. And, yeah. and, and offense isn't built for, like, creating shots or getting people open and doing those kinds of things. And they usually, they don't have to worry or care about that. And that's why they're not going to change because they know that like, that's more than likely sort of a, a, a blip or a glitch, you know, than, than the standard, you know, that going forward, uh, which is unfortunate because they need to make, they do need to make some adjustments. I, I think they will try to, you know, find some, some other role players deep in their bench a little bit. Um, you know, however, I don't know if that means more shooters or just more defensive players, but then like if, like I, I feel like you need a little extra offense off the bench or something too. I think they just need to be more balanced all around as well. Uh, uh, and they're also they need to get a little younger. And, and I agree with you on that one. They, they, I think they need to look at Vandersloot. She played. I I looked up her stats. It's over. She averaged the third most minutes per game of her career. It's over. It's over. Right. Like it's over. They, it needs to be over. It's it's over. They need to find someone who could just who can who can give her. She averaged thirty. She 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 averaged thirty minutes a game this year, uh, and I think what is it four? I think a, a, the total game is forty. Yeah. So they need to cut her down a little bit. They need someone else to come in to handle the ball, and and so they they either need a draft or or find a backup point guard. I think to, to spell her. They just little. need to get rid of her. It's over. No, they, her. they're not going to get rid of her. They're they're uh, there's also I I came across a great website called herhoopstats.com. It's it's basically like the salary cap for every WNBA team. Okay. Uh. And like she's not going anywhere for another year or two. She's They've she's on her. the books. But so. what year? I think you're right. A backup they, point guard. They don't have a backup point guard. There is no backup point guard on this team. No, no, no. There's not. And 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 I think I think they'll sort of rectify that. I think they know. They get. They have to be smart enough to know that. The, there literally the, is no backup point guard. Like there is not one. No. They don't have it, one on the bench. Hardly any uh you know guards. I think basically yeah. Like I don't know their other players are like what they're actually, you know, suited for. Uh, but they'll, I think they'll figure it out. And here's my point, why they'll figure it out. Is the Aces, they drafted uh, Plum, Asia Wilson, and Jackie Young, here's in a row, from 17 to 18. Right? And then, uh, Chelsea Gray didn't come until 2021, I believe. Or 2022 now? No, 2021. She came in 2021. Lambeer was still the coach. They, they, but they had the core three and even, and then even in Chelsea Gray, when she came in, they still had heartbreaking playoff losses. I think in the, in the semifinals, then they lost to the storm finals. Um, 
now they changed the coach and, and they got like a, you know, a way better coach in here. But I think the, my point is, and I, I don't think they uh, has to apply to Sandy Brondella because I think she's probably a better coach than Bill Lambeer was. And she has better, you know, like she, she has these players and this was a little bit of a, of a misnomer. I think with the way a lot of these, these people played, but this was their first time. My point is a, the aces were in the same situation as well. They had to learn two or three years play together. Cause now when you see them, they are like social media, like as a team, they are always together. Yeah. Right. Like they are so bond and so tight and so close and you can tell a little bit in the Liberty and they, they talked about, and there's a lot of like uh, post uh, post game and match, uh, you know, press conferences and stuff. They talked over the last couple of days after that series was over about that. They even could, could tell that the Liberty just aren't kind of tight. You know, they're, they're, they're five individuals. Uh, they're, they just don't feel like they're a cohesive team or they didn't at least in the finals. And I think, I think you got to give them like, it took the aces. It took as this as the core four of the aces. It took them two years. It, but it took as as you know before uh, Chelsea got there. You know they they were struggling even with all that talent. So it just takes. It's just going to take a, a year. I am wondering if you aren't correct about everything you said before in regards to uh, Ionescu, like that she or Ionescu that she feels very like regular seasony. She needs space to shoot. She doesn't know how to finish at the bucket. Mm. So her, they'll let her drive past them. They, the whole team could drive past. There was no threat in, of like penetration sh- shooting. So there has to be somebody that can create space for her, or she has to be able to come up in big games. But I don't yeah, know and I think that's part... Well, well, that's, well, maybe that's just experience, you know, right? Some, some people just come around because after they've done it and they've experienced it, and they, you know, they start working on a few things or doing whatever. But I also think like she's, she could shoot. I don't think she can create her own shot either though. Right. Uh, like no one on the aces respected her defensively. Even. Like you even said it, like they, they almost let her go to the hoop and she would refuse to. Almost she would happen. refuse to shoot. She would refuse to finish. And they would all, all of them. Vandersloot, the whole th- they had like wide open lanes and they just couldn't, or they. Well, Vandersloot missed like an, a, like a, the craziest layup ever. Like she missed like a layup, yeah. that, like a, like a elementary school layup like you just should not see that in professional sports oh and they all did at some point in time like they've all missed some bad shots there and, and that again that goes back to the point but it, i i think that's what the offense is lacking is creating opportunities and shots for their players even stewie uh unesco everybody um it just like they that's something that they do need to figure out about that offense going forward because they got locked down defensively for the most part where like j- they were just hounded Hounded on defense, and they couldn't get a clean, like good, clean looks. And even when they did, they blew them too. They so I, them. that, all right. So that's part of it. Yeah, and I think Brianna Stewart's frustration sort of boiled over into the rest of the team. You could feel that they were like there was it, it just reached a point where she like missed a couple of like really close shots that would have been big buckets, and she was visibly frustrated. And that just did that's just hard on the whole team. Like they need her to make those shots. Yeah. And so yeah. that was, I, I think that it kind of, there's a real, that, that might just be something that happened in the moment. Maybe they all played too much late in the season. Maybe they should have just played for the second seed and did a little bit of, you know, rest. Who knows? Maybe. Bottom line, it was a shit show of a fucking home game with an amazing crowd who was constantly in it. Jason Sudeikis, one of my favorite people in the world right now. And I do not like him. 
but like visibly getting the fans pumped up. Like they put him on the screen, Jumbotron. Here's Jason Sudeikis, the guy from the show. And he gets up and he stands up and he gets the entire place to stand up and says, let's fucking go. And the place goes nuts only to just lay a fucking another shit egg. And, and I, I'm not going to back off of Sandy. Like her subs were questionable at best. She had some lineups that made absolutely no sense. And they were all, like, they felt very reactionary to me. She yep. was like playing her lineups based on what, yep, on what she was seeing on the court. Three, yep. three possessions too late. Yeah, she didn't know when to do her subs. She was confusing the team. There was never any cohesion. It was, it was, it was completely awkward and weird. And and the and the Aces played. The Aces put like a goon in. The Aces put a goon in the game to get five fouls, and it worked magnificently. Yeah. It did. Truly like, a goon. They put in a, a goon that got f- picked up five fouls, scored maybe four points. Like, that was one of the, one of the more suave moves I've seen of a, from a head coach in a finals game in a really long time. It was truly an amazing coaching experience. If I could remove myself from my passion for this garbage fucking performance by the Liberty, I, I, I would like to watch that game just as a non-fan and just see how great of a job that, like how great of a coaching job that was. You don't lose two starters. Two starters. And, 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 and then play someone, uh, one of them really hasn't played all season. George? Yeah. Yeah. Like she does not get much run at all this year. And then she just put her in the starting lineup. Put her in the starting lineup and let her shoot. She was like, she didn't have a high percentage, but she hit big shots. Like she's yeah. like, "Go ahead, you have the keys. Miss yeah. three in a row. We're not going to pull you. Yeah, we're not going to yank you for missing shots." It's a masterful job as a coach, and that was just the tip of the iceberg. Yeah, I mean, yeah, she. I like listen. They they made it. They, I think, and that's also a, a tribute to another a good coach is just to go in there and go listen. Like we can't beat them without our two starters, so we're gonna we're gonna play a little heavy. We're going to play a little, we're going to muck it up a little bit. We're going to frustrate them. We're going to fucking hand check them. We're going to fucking swipe at their arms until they call it, which they didn't call for like the first 18 fucking possessions. Then they called it and they backed off. Yeah. It was clearly like, that's so much referee manipulation. You know, like the shit that always bothers me and I always complain about how the aces crowd you, slap at your wrists and arms because if they don't call it, then you get strips. And at the same time, you just frustrate the shit out of them. And, and, it does- and as soon as the refs called it on Plum, they stopped. They were like, all right, we tried that. It worked. It got us probably four or five possessions, maybe six points. And then they started it back up again in the second half until they called it again. I'm like, You're, these refs are being fucking played right now. Those well, refs I, listen, were being listen, played. Listen, that happens in all sports, right? Like every coach. Yeah, is- that's Pete Carroll. You know, right. like that's Pete Carroll. Oh. Like it's, but the thing is, like it was, yeah. I'm all I'm doing is complimenting her. I'm not even putting down the refs. No, but what, yeah, okay. But what I'm saying too is that I don't think Sandy plays that game well enough either. Though that she's not always in the refs going, "Hey, Sandy's fucking out of her out of her league." She's I know she's won a chip. I know so like there's this like idea, but she's de- she's like a, she's fucking Coach Bud. She's Budenholzer. She got a ring, but she's just like the team is be- is better than her. And I, and I just, I don't know what the answer is because I don't know what, who's laying out there, like what white male we can get to like coach this team better. But <laughs> like, and so I'm like, I'm fine as long as adjustments are made and if they can rally around behind her, if they like her, 
as a coach, but she's got to fucking like, she's got to just look at this and just, and, and feel like that. Th- there was a lot of bad shooting, a lot of poor playing, but she shouldn't have lost that game. That game I feel like is on Sandy to lose by one. That's on her. Yeah, I agree. Absolutely. So we'll go into the new season. I don't know. I just, I'm glad it's over. I'm glad it's over. I'm glad that's over. I'm glad fucking baseball's over. Like, just, I d- just, it's over. Like, let's go. Like, I, I, it doesn't matter. Basketball season. Basketball, yeah, NBA, football. Rugby's over. I had a heartbreaking loss. France lost in, yeah. in ridiculous fashion by one fucking point. The final is San Francisco, or San Francisco, uh, South America versus the fucking, versus New Zealand. Don't watch it. Uh, so like a lot of the baggage is out of my life as far as sports are concerned. I do want to congratulate myself on calling the, uh, Arizona versus Texas state versus state world series. Uh, it's happening. Oh, right. Yep. Yep. So the States will be playing each other. One great state against another great state. May the best state win. Uh, swing states. You got Arizona doesn't believe in, uh, in daylight savings. Texas doesn't believe in America or politics or the government. So someone's got to win. I guess. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. Two of, our, now two, myself... of our, two of our finest states are battling yeah. it out and yes. with, on America's game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It should be. The way it should be. The way it was drawn up originally. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. I don't know, man. What else we got here? Well, Shaft died. Oh, okay. All right. Yep. I know you want to talk. You sent me a text. You said this this hits harder than any other loss we've ever had. Yeah, man. I I haven't sort of given it much thought until I saw that Richard Roundtree passed, and then I it just all kind of came back and hit me. Uh, Shaft was a seminal moment in my life. I think watching it for the first time. Like I I remember seeing it. It came on television. I think I was a young teenager. I don't know exactly how old happened to catch it. I think so. Yeah. I'm I'm not even sure. I like, I don't even know if I was aware of, I mean, I wasn't aware of like sort of the, the, the black exploitation sort of genre. I don't think I just saw the movie and I started watching it. And I was like, this is a fucking badass movie. I love this movie. It's so cool style. It's gritty, whatever it's got. Like, it's just got it all. And I just, uh, I, I loved it the moment I watched that movie. And I, what it did for me, though, too, is it just, I think it just opened my, it opened my eyes and opened my world to, like, something I just had no idea about, right? I mean, uh, I've never seen Shaft, full disclosure. <laughs> never seen it. Wow. I've got the soundtrack. Oh, see? And that's another part of this whole thing. I mean, I'm, I, I am a huge fan of the soundtrack and a huge fan of Isaac Hayes. Yep. I, like, it's so... It, I have a soundtrack that, just on repeat for like years. Yeah, it's a fantastic soundtrack. I probably ha- yeah, definitely have that memorized. But I don't honestly think I've ever seen Shaft. Oh my god! And I've seen a lot of quote unquote black exploitation. I've I've watched a lot of those yeah. movies. Uh, I uh, but yeah, uh, I've I'm, in fact, my son is named after one of the greatest black exploitation actors of all time, Roscoe Orman. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Shaft was also maybe was I also, should watch Shaft. I think I've, I would it would it would it be, I, be as meaningful? I like you saw it in the perfect like you're just like what? How does this exist in the world? Yeah, this is important. 
Right. Like you're you and and that there's no better time for a young person to see something like that than like their er, like early teens. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it would have the same impact, but I uh... probably not. You know, and it, yeah, you're probably watching it through it. I mean, I don't think I've watched it in a in a very long time now too. Uh, and, and but I th- there was a time where I was I was watching it regularly. Did round and, like every time the other come... movie besides Shaft that like you loved? Uh, I'm sure he was no, in some I... Quentin Tarantino movies. No, I don't. I don't know if he was or not. He was actually. Um, I, I mean, he made a series of the Shaft movies, right? There was like four or five. A or six. gang of them, yeah. Uh, and then after that, like he, I, he, but he had a, what actually I went back and looked at it. He actually had a really just sort of steady career of like one-off episodes on television. Shaft was his, or a couple. It was his second or a movie. movie. He's he'd only his he'd only been in a bit part in a movie before that. I just see this. Yeah. Shaft was yeah. his, wow. He really he was, came onto the scene. Yeah, I mean, he killed that character too. Like he just nailed it. And like even we even when you look at him later in life and afterwards, he just still had that kind of like he he just kind of looked like he was Shaft, right? He had that style and that energy and that grace and he just that coolness factor. Yeah. He just was like he, he, I don't think anybody else could have done that role, right? And even like I watched the Samuel Jackson remakes and all those things, and I was like, these are just whatever, kind of corny and stupid and whatever, right? Um, like there was just, and it was also the fact that Shaft was—I didn't know this either until I, I recently went back and looked at it as well—is that it was, te- it was technically, I guess, the second black exploitation movie made. Wow. Uh, Sweet Sweetbacks, uh, badass song, I think is the is like is kind of credited as being the first one. Uh, even though there might've been like a couple other smaller ones made, but, and then it was Shaft like a year later and it was, but it was those two just exploded the whole genre and, and just made just it what it is. Take a minute and appreciate the fact that his name was Shaft. Yeah. Like yeah. that's, that's basically like they called him cock, like yeah. John cock. Yeah. Like it's so yeah. fucking amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. And like the whole movie is basically, it's just, it's honestly, it's, it's just a, it's a Harlem private detective version of of like of of kind of like um uh james bond you know like he was like he was just he was laying pipe throughout the whole movie and he's just hitting like, on women and just like he is like he's it was it you know, and that I, so that whole thing it's like if you maybe if you watch the movie and you and you think of yourself as a young boy and you're watching all, all this and you're going holy shit like it's got action it's got violence it's like it's got you know it's got like good sort of uh so he's kind of like black james bond He's like, yeah, he's got to like fight some crimes or whatever, but he's also got a lay pipe. Yeah, totally. And he, and like the, all the ladies love him and they can't resist him, you know, the whole thing. And it was, but to see like, a, like, and I, I, you know, I, to me, it, it, I don't know if like I knew sort of noticed in the moment or something then, but to see it, to see a black main character, like, and I used to love television and movies, even when I was a kid, I would watch all the time and TV all the time. And, and like, at some point it hit me that it was like, you don't, you don't see, it was all just white people basically. Right. On, yeah. on, on for, for most in our lives growing up. Oh, Richard Roundtree was also in, uh, after Shaft a few years later, he was also in Roots. So that was like a big oh, really? thing for him. Yeah. He was in Roots as well. I know um, he got, he got a lot, he got a, to be like, I know like people like would throw him in movies out of respect. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. And he made a lot of like sort of cameos or he, you know, in an episode of like Hunter or, you know, whatever. NYPD Blue, or I don't know what it was exactly, but he, I, I was surprised how steadily he actually worked, but nothing sort of consistent, like as, as like one show or movie or kind of, I, I don't think he ever did, but, uh, 
it was just there was to hear that music too it like that opened my world to like sort of with blues and funk and jazz um it, this this movie just like all across the board had a, such a huge impact on me in my life and like who i what i started you know sort of realizing and understanding i think too it was it was um it, and it's still like to me like i i watch all other i, I watch i don't watch all of them but i watch a lot of of those movies that genre of movies and nothing to me ever compared to to shaft wow shit yeah. i feel like i gotta watch it you should man i you should i it um i think it's still a good movie and here's the other crazy thing too is the guy who wrote so the guy who wrote the book originally and he only wrote it like a year before they made the movie he was a former new york times writer he's a white dude who was like you know what i want to make these like detective novels and i think someone else told him they were like you should make him a black character from Harlem. And he was like, all right, basically. And then it was like this huge, successful uh, novels too. And I was like, the, the fact that like, I, I don't know, to me, like the, that a white dude could write like a, a good black character, <laughs> even a that's that kind of blows my mind. Shaft's big score. Wow. There's lots of Shaft movies. That's it. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. About, I, uh, I'm just like, I feel like I really need to watch these. Watch the first one. The rest of them, I, I think I've watched them all like when I was, when I was young and I was just like, you know, they just, they just, I think they were just making them just to make them. Uh, the, the first one is, is, is the one. Though. He was like, in seven. Uh, he was also in Angel 3, the final chapter. I loved the Angel movies when I was a kid. <laughs> so my first, exp- my first exposure to Richard Roundtree was probably Angel 3. I don't uh, know. Those- it was prostitutes. <laughs> they were like prostitutes. <laughs> Killers. <laughs> it was like the original angel was like she's a schoolgirl at night she's a by day prostitute like cop at night like it was and oh don't yeah yeah there were yeah they were you you know the movie covers you know the movie covers this is like this is ghoulies <laughs> level this is a good while you were watching while you were watching shaft i was watching angel three <laughs> it doesn't even come up on on imdb it does it Oh, oh wait, Angel 3. Oh no, there it is. Angel 3, the final chapter. Oh yeah, okay. I don't know why there were... Th- the, 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 Tom Sizemore directed that one. Tom, no, sorry, Tom DeSimone, whoever that is. Uh, okay. Anyway, doesn't matter. I've, I'm disappointed. Uh, also, little known fact, Richard Roundtree uh, had breast cancer and was a big yeah. advocate for male breast cancer. Uh, mm-hmm. Is him and Montel... Montel... What's his name? Montel... Williams? Who had the TV show? Yeah, Montel, wasn't it Montel Williams? Uh, yeah, Montel Williams. He also had breast yeah. cancer. That's right, yeah. Those were the breast cancer guys. So, uh, and, yeah. he, and, he, like, and it's pretty cool that he like, went out and like, instead of being like, afraid of being like, I'm a guy with breast cancer, like, became like an advocate for people to go yeah. get checked for breast cancer. Um, which takes a, lot like of, he- takes a lot of balls, you know? I think he was a good dude. It seems like everybody sort of liked him and respected him. There was, you know, like it, it just, he wasn't like an asshole or, you know, phony or whatever. He just seemed like he was a cool dude in real life as well. It's too bad that Which only MTV cool. gave him a lifetime achievement award. Mm, yeah. Yeah. No, no one else would do that. And it's like, um, it's also this weird, there's of course the thing where it's like, all right, this movie comes on the scene and it's like groundbreaking and it's different. And it like depicts like, a life that is, you know, uh, maybe not exactly what the Academy Award is 
typically given to. So they're like, let's give it to the music. We <laughs> we appreciate yeah. this. We appreciate this art form, but we're not gonna go as far as to give you an actual acting or directing or screenwriting or you music. You good with that? You good yeah. with the music? Like we'll recognize you in the music. Yeah. Very. Yeah. Uh, It'll be interesting. Maybe you think eight mile I, of the academy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yeah. Anyway, uh, this. Yeah, like I said, I told you. Like all these people, like I usually don't care too much. People die it doesn't really mean or anything to me, and I just I realized that this as this, fucking displayed by your complete disdain for Suzanne Summers, <laughs> also a breast cancer survivor. <laughs> It's only one breast cancer survivor in my world, Chris. That's Richard, that's Richard Roundtree. Understood. It's a, you know, you can't have a love for everyone. No, I guess not. Uh, all right, moving right along. I don't even know what to. The, the, the NBA season has started. I think every team has played now. Yeah, at least almost every team. I have not really watched a game yet. I've watched some highlights, lowlights, if you will. Um, mm. The Sixers started off pretty, pretty okay. I mean, all things considered, seems like the uh, refs are right back to their old shenanigans, which is nice. Mm. Uh, making a flop, uh, an illegal thing that is completely arbitrary, is fun. Makes, make, makes the NBA even more exciting. They make rules that can or cannot be called, which just makes every game more fixable. So, way to take flops and make it something that is arbitrary and can be called, maybe not called, can't be reviewed, can be reviewed, no one really knows. Same with the, like, baiting on threes or landing in people's space. It all depends on where it is in the game and how it will make the team that is the favorite win. So congratulations to the NBA for making the league a little bit more fixable, a little bit more confusing, and taking away something that was bad and making it worse. So that's what I've seen so far in the NBA. That and, and the, uh, the, the, the flagrant reviews now on on almost every foul yeah. call. Yeah. I watched the Nets game. I watched the Knicks. I watched, I watched, I think in the Nuggets game, I've been watching some basketball actually. And, and that was my takeaway too, is that every time there's like a, there's a hard foul, they're like, Oh, we got to review it to see if it's a flagrant, you know, one or two. And then they're like, no, nope, no, it's not. It's not. Everything's fine. Based on nothing. Based yeah. on not rules, not rules based in rules, based on yeah. opinion, where yes. it happens in the game, who's the flagrant on. Yes. And there we are. Superstar league continues to be superstar, but under a different microscope and makes it more confusing. It's like, it's, it's the most gaslighty, like NBA refs are like, just, they should wear gaslights on their head. You just be like, <laughs> just human gaslights. You know, you think you know what it is. They tell you you're crazy. And I'll, I'll, um, I'll give you the perfect example of this too, is, is as I was watching, I was watching the Nets and the Knicks at the same time. The, the net, the Knicks started a half hour, right? Seven o'clock. And that's one seven thirty. By the time the fourth, the, the Knicks were almost. They were two minutes in, or three minutes in, or to, to the end of the game. I don't think that's. Maybe they started the fourth quarter at that point, or they they hadn't started the fourth quarter at that point. The 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 Nets game before the before the Knicks could finish their three minutes, the Nets got it down to about four minutes left in the fourth quarter because there were so many fucking flops and reviews and checks and calls and then just mucked the game up and slowed it down so fucking much. They were ahead by so fucking much time-wise in the game clock that they just, and then also the, the two, they almost converged. The two games almost converged at the same time frame. And I was like, this, 
fucking and Anne even was looking at me going what is what are you, why are you what, like why is this game still on i was like i have no fucking idea like this is insane they had to end this game and they just kept calling these stupid fouls and reviews and, and it's just, like regular season yeah it's the first, up in the postseason first fucking game of the season for each both those teams it's just yeah i, I unwatchable it's like if they're gonna do this all season it's unwatchable yeah that's a, a, the impression i'm getting uh on the on on a similar token or similar point i was watching the steelers game this past weekend and there were two uh taunting calls one where a steeler player like did the shush motion which i thought was fair like you can't do that anymore yeah you it's awesome you can't be shush and then the other one was like a like a bump after a no, it was a talking after a bump. And I was, yeah. there was no physical contact whatsoever. And it wasn't like a step over or like a rip your chest open, which I guess is fine. That's not taunting or a kick. Like what is taunting? If you sack a quarterback and then like do a crotch, a, a, a crotch chop or a kick in the air or light an arrow on fire and shoot it into the sky, that's not taunting. But if you do a shush motion at, on like, a receiver you've covered, or yeah, or, if you do it directly towards a player or the sidelines, then they're gonna say that's taunting. Which why I sort of get to some taunt. Like, why can't you I, taunt? Exactly. You right. Can, you can why? you can put a player in the hospital, but you can't make their feelings hurt. Like, what is yeah? It? What are we talking about? How is this a league that you can't taunt, but you can be expected to fucking run into a brick wall? It's so stupid. It's I. I like, I hate to be the old, like, back in my day guy, but, like, I'm just like, where do you want these players to turn it off? Well, and it's, and it's, it's so subjective. It's, like, it's up to the discretion of the, 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 the referees to determine if that was taunting or not. And if, I guess if they there just... There we take, are again. There we just, are again. Yes. They just personally, themselves, and they're like, that looks, that looks like, really taunting. If I, I was playing, that would taunt me. Yeah, I'd be so offended by that. That's bullying. Yeah. yeah. I don't know, man. I just, like... I don't these, there are these rules, and this just to tie this up in a bow, there seem to be these rules that are in place to give the power to the referee to use their discretion. And honestly, like I was listening to, I can't remember who the, the sideline reporter guy was on a game recently. It was like a Sunday night game. Um, I really wish I would have remembered which guy it was. And he was like, that's not a foul. He was the first yeah. guy I've ever heard that was like, that's not a foul. And he did it like two or three times. He's like, questionable that's just not that's inbounds you know like it's it, and i was like wow someone's speaking up they will fire him immediately like he's yeah. actually saying these aren't these are they got the calls wrong yeah I, there was a lot of that with the uh with the knicks game because it was uh also i wanted to talk to you about this is that it because it was the trio of green doris burke and doc rivers uh-oh new the new you know number one uh don't don't you're not supposed to the the nba got the 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 team that will say everything's cool team no no actually they they were both actually to my surprise actually rivers and i mean doris burke were both like those are these are terrible calls these are these are these are these are, these are bad uh you know they shouldn't be even reviewing these they're, they're, they shouldn't like the flopping all those things it was just how, was did, how did doc do they were, doc oh i don't know if he's, doc he's gonna get those polyps removed man he's not gonna make it through a whole season his voice is un it's like he's gargling sandpaper it's rough yeah it's it's uh the three of them were a little rough it it sort of makes you miss a little bit of van gundy and, and mark jackson uh, just a little bit like I, I honestly they don't need doc rivers on there 
Yeah. I, it's a little hard to listen to. Even, he should like, come up with a catchphrase. He's a little, he's, well, maybe he will. Uh, give him half a season. Father, I, there goes that woman. He's, <laughs> he's a little, t- he's a little get off my lawn, like old school, my back in the day kind of stuff. Oh, dude, I listened to, I try, I listened to 10 minutes of him, like on the, like Bill Simmons podcast. And he was like, oh, me and Brad Stevens are best friends. And here's why I did everything right. And here's what I see. And I'm like, dude, you, I, all this does is convince me that you don't know anything about coaching. Yeah. Like this I, is all feels like just, you've been just the guy that's like been around basketball so long that you could just make things up on the spot, get star players and hope it all works out. Like, I don't really actually think you're good at coaching at all. Based on what you're telling me, based on the insight that I listened to in 10 minutes before I had to like, I was clearing my own throat for you so much that my throat started to hurt. Like I, I, it was unbearable that guy. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't a great. It, I didn't enjoy listening to uh, to them, uh, the three of them. It, I mean, it's it was also their first game. Maybe they'll get better. They'll figure it out a little better. I mean, Breen's always great, and you know, I, I like Doris Burke. Um, can you can you a- answer me one more question regarding like just explain a rule to me in the NFL? Okay, I know we're flip flopping back and forth, but we're staying sort of on the refs. Yep. So there was a play. Puka Nakua caught a ball, got a foot inbounds, and then got his toe inbounds on the other foot but then the rest of his foot went out of bounds but it was inbounds because his toe was in first yes i don't understand that i thought like is that if you step out of bounds you're out of bounds but if your toe comes inbounds first you're it's not considered a stepping out of bounds no it's because you get two you get two like any part of the foot is inbounds it's it's considered that's that's legal but what like so if 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 you get your heel in and then the rest of your foot goes out of bounds. I think that's in. I don't think it would be, dude. I don't think it would be. I think they'd say you stepped out of bounds. Like if a guy catches the ball, running out of bounds, gets one foot in, and then the other one is heel down, then, then his toes, definitely say that was out of bounds. Yeah, maybe, I don't know. Maybe they give preference to the toes to for those toes. Kind of- that's what I'm saying. It's bullshit. Like you have to get your feet in, toes in, and then lift your toe up. That's how it's always been done. You like that, like like that line is a tripping hazard. So I said there was a game. I think there was a game last weekend where they sort of did the same thing, and he got he like stepped once, and then his other foot was sort of the the side of his foot touched in, but then the the heel or the, or the ankle or something sort of touched the sidelines. And they reviewed it, and they were like, "Ah, it's a catch." I don't. So get it, like man. I don't. Oh yeah, you're right. You might be right. Like I don't know. Maybe it's maybe it's a little. Uh, vague in that sense too um i was like oh his foot went out of bounds that's, a, that's out of bounds but i guess i'm i'm now behind the times i don't understand the rules anymore yeah i think they have changed it a little bit maybe now too so also, I, I don't know maybe hit, it's um you can hit people in the, the quarterback in the face sometimes or you can like grab a face mask but just don't grab it a lot i got that shit i i do no, not I, understand what illegal hands to the face is at all inconsistent it is bonkers uh all right i'm going to say we do picks Okay. Oh, one uh, one thing I do like uh, the NBA here coming apparently is uh, HBO has a deal to show about sixty games this year. Oh, nice! HBO has been showing the major league players. The only reason I could watch it was because it's on Max. So, like, good no, for, good for good for them for having baseball. Good for them for getting football. I like that too. Yeah, and not and not a lot of games, but just or basketball. I mean, Sorry. yeah, I like the ability or the options to like find games on different platforms. Amazon is also looking into doing the same thing. Sort of a Thursday night version of their football is to have like. 
a Thursday night basketball thing where they have a where they have a crew in a studio. I just like the I just like the I, I like the idea because it gives you more options of where to find basketball games. This and is watch. so and I think, so far the first time I haven't had League Pass since League Pass was invented because there are more options to watch. Yes. Uh, so maybe you can kind of cobble enough games together. Plus, I get like the all the Knicks games now. Yep. Uh, considering where I live, where like, so that's nice, you know. Yeah. I just I, I think this was the the way it was intended and, and should it was kind of meant to be in this streaming area is just to have different platforms and options to watch what you want to watch. Yeah, it seems to be working in sports and nowhere else. Yeah. Uh, all right. So last week, Ugh. man, I did great. I won all the games. <laughs> I'm sorry. Were you really one in twelve? Yes. You were yes. one in twelve. Yes. You almost yes. had a defeated week. Yeah. If it wasn't for the Kansas City Chargers. Or that I mean, the Kansas City Chiefs. Wow, dude, one in twelve. I couldn't have. That picked. is the worst wreck. That's the worst week ever. Ever. I was four and nine, and I was like, "Oh my god, I'm back to five hundred. This is terrible. I've got to like write a an apology because I've been tooting my own horn." Mm-hmm. Oh, I am holy Chris, shit, dude. Chris, I am seventeen games under five hundred. Holy shit, dude. I can't. I can't pick any worse. I'm going to say, if I, if I was, if, I'm going to take the plus 450 that you can get back to 500. Wow. I think you could do it. I, I, over 10 the, weeks. Yeah, the rest of the season. Yeah, I mean, I can get back to 500. It's going to take, I think it's going to take a fucking monumental uh, swing here in my. Wow. I, I am, it, 1 in 12. Dude, you almost did defeated. Yeah. Yeah, I'm the I'm the fucking Detroit Lions of uh of camp. That is that is impressive. <laughs> you get the first draft pick next year. Wow, wow, hey. wow, wow, wow. Uh, yeah. Well, on yeah. the plus side, you picked Tampa Bay. Yeah. Plus nine and a half, so you got your first W of the week. All there. So you've already beat or tied last week. Uh, can't. There's only only I can only go up. I think. Thank God for <laughs> Baker Mayfield. I will say I, I I updated all these spreads this morning and they all like change at least a point or like a couple of them were half a point. But there was a lot of movement from from yesterday afternoon to this morning in the lines, which was just kind of a I, to me it was just seemed a little interesting. That, uh, lines have been moving a lot lately. Um, yeah, and I don't know. I mean, I like I didn't win a single bet last week that I placed on DraftKings except for like a random like combined yardage that like saved my week. I've been crushing it on NBA bets. I've not lost an NBA bet. I'm letting myself bet one NBA bet a night, and I, so far I've hit. Uh, yeah, I've got. I've I've tempered a bit. So I'm I'm I feel like early early basketball is a good place to bet before like things sort of like people realize what's good and what isn't. Uh, but football, man, I am fucking lost. So let's I, keep, let's get into it. I don't know if if it's if it's a if it's a you know across the board like everybody if it's just a bad gambling year like what the deal is I haven't looked it up or trying to find it. It's right. a bad gambling year. I mean I don't know. There's a lot of people that are above 500 in gambling against the line. Um, yeah. You know, there's the pick and choose people. You know, that are like I right. chose three games and here's what I get. You know, but yeah. like this is for people that choose every game. We're like it's us and like Shield Capadia and like a couple of fucking people that live in their parents' basement. <laughs> All right. So we are to Thursday. Let's go Sunday. Philly minus seven uh, in Washington. You want to take uh, this one? I'll, I mean, I'll take it. I don't know. Um, a part of me, a part of me, just wants to sort of bet the it's 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 a divisional playoff or not divisional uh, playoff. Jesus, this is why I'm poor at gambling. Uh, it's a it's a 
rivalry, divisional rivalry. Uh, seven, it doesn't feel like enough, but I feel like it's one of those games where like Philly's just sort of not always like consistent. Um, I want to take the seven, but I think I'm just going to take Philly minus. I think you have to. I watched that uh, entirety of the Giants uh, Commanders game last week. I had Sharon over. She's a, from D.C. Oh, okay. D.C. had every chance. They were in the red zone a bunch of times. They had every chance to win that game. Uh, they still ended up losing by seven. I'm just going to go off of last week and assume that the Eagles are better than that. Although this is where like nothing makes sense at all in the NFL this season. But the yep. Eagles are just far too talented. I think that like the Jets thing, like the the Jets thing, is like a a fluke. I, I I'm gonna assume, and so yeah, give me yep. minus seven. All right. Uh, speaking of flukes, New England plus nine and a half in Miami. I think my I think Miami's got Miami can beat bad teams. Yep. But they don't seem to be able to beat good teams. New England played weirdly good enough and this is like a rivalry i feel like that it'll be close like it's a, i don't know if miami will lose but i think and also i think tyreek hill might be hurt so give me new england plus nine and a half okay uh i think i think i if i remember correctly i think miami in the last couple of years has just dominated new england um they it's like their like, thing it's like the thing uh so i'm taking miami i think it's a bounce back i think they just they had a bad game this might this this they just had a bad game uh, whatever against Philadelphia I I, I don't I, I don't think uh, I think they bounce back on this one all right Jets minus two and a half is, as the road team playing in New York against the Giants so how does it work do uh, they do they I mean they give season ticket holders preference but then do they also like do they get to choose who they sell tickets to like could it be Jets season ticket holders and all the rest Giants fans oh it could be I guess yeah uh, I don't know. It's a weird one. I'm going to go ahead and take the Jets. The, is it plus two and a half? Give me the Jets minus two and a half. Yeah, I agree. I, I, think, uh, I think the Jets are just a better team. Yeah. Uh, offensively, I think, is, is, and that's the big difference there. Uh, Rams plus six in Dallas. Man, I love the Rams. I love the Rams. Like that game last week against the Steelers, the Steelers won, but the Rams, that was of no, like the, McVay just was, spicy they just missed some field goals i i think the rams could win this game outright i love the rams i love puka nakua i like what they do with their running game their defense is a little sloppy but i think they'll tighten up i like this this feels like a this is i would i would go with that plus 210 i think the rams could win this game interesting okay um i i'm feeling this because this is dallas home game uh i don't know if they maybe they had last week off uh i think I think it's Dallas in this game. I, I don't think six is enough here. If it was, if it was seven, seven and a half, I, I'd maybe f- feel a little more close to the Rams because I, 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 I'm, I think I'm with you for the most part with the Rams. Is, uh, is they're they're still good, but yeah, their defense is kind of giving me the concern. There, I think uh, Minnesota loss. minus one and a half in Green Bay. Green Bay's the home dog. Green Bay sucks. This is dumb. This is an easy one. Minnesota's good. No, they're not good. They're great. Give me Minnesota minus one and a half. Green Bay's terrible. <laughs> I think. All right, I'm gonna. We're gonna go on opposites on this one then, because I think Green Bay at home is a dog. I think. I think a divisional game here. Uh, I think Minnesota is a little bit of a letdown off that off that big San Francisco win. Okay, you pick Jacksonville. Minus, Jacksonville minus two and a half in Pittsburgh. Um, I don't know how Pittsburgh's doing this. Like they're what they're four and two. Yeah. Five and two. Yeah. Whatever. Uh. uh they're first in the division, I think. Like, I, I don't, 
I think it's going to change here a little bit now. I think you know Baltimore's coming on. I, I like we gotta give we gotta give Tomlin some respect here, man. I, I don't know how he does this every year. We're gonna give Matt uh, Canada. No, just kidding. Uh, well, yeah, yeah, whole thing too. Uh, I mean, they're still not scoring. Last week, I mean, they, I think they were the most points they've ever scored this season. I think so. people are catching on to this, but I think the Steelers like loot to lose the first half, but to win the game has become a very like at ten to one. I think it was last week. Like has become a very popular bet. Mm. Uh, I'm going to take Jags on minus two and a half. I think I think the Jags are coming on strong as well here now, and they're starting to they're pick it up and figure things out. I. I I, I have to. I just have to believe that this Pittsburgh can't win every game. Like I think that we need to start putting some respect on Pittsburgh's defense. Like yeah, they, like absolutely. Everyone wants to be like Miles Garrett and the fucking Eagles and the like all the teams that have these great defenses. But the Steelers continue to win games with defense. Oh, and like and they're just they're constantly going after the quarterback. And I feel like Trevor Lawrence could fucking fall suspect to that. Uh, I don't think Jacksonville is that good. I think people think they're good, but I see like a Jacksonville swoon later in the season. So I'm going to take the Steelers against my own better judge. Okay. Uh, Houston minus three and a half in Carolina. Ugh. This almost feels like lock of the week to me. Go ahead. Like Car- Carolina. All Carolina? Day. Oh, and six or oh, and seven. Uh, Houston's. I think Houston's coming on a little bit. They got a good defense. I'm going to take Houston minus the three and a half. I'll go ahead and do that with you. Although it's probably going to be a field goal win because Carolina does weird things. Uh, so yeah, I'm with you. Sure. That the 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 Houston uh, Pierce, Nico Collins. Uh, they got some weapons. It's fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're not bad. You know, they're uh, not bad. They're interesting. They're not bad. Atlanta minus two and a half in Tennessee as the Tennessee. home. Tennessee. Uh, this one I don't really know. I I'm almost just leading Tennessee. I think as the home dog and taking the two and a half. Yeah, points. just do the. Who fucking knows with Atlanta? That team yeah. is bizarre. Same with this next one. Yeah, New Orleans plus one in Indy. Ah, uh, I don't know. I don't like either of these teams. Bet the Minshew interception. It's been hitting for me every week, and Very the Purdy good. interception, which I've hit the last two weeks. You know what? I'm going to take Indy, man. They, they just score points. Yeah, I like it. I'm with you on that one. Yeah. All right. Uh, Sign me up for 1-12. <laughs> All right, here we go. Cleveland, plus 3.5 in Seattle. Chris, you're taking this one first. Uh, so I don't understand what's happening with the Deshaun Watson whatever thing, but Cleveland's defense is good. Another team that should be able to win games. Geno's so good. I love him. He doesn't make a ton of mistakes, but he also doesn't score the right amount of points. Metcalf's back. And he's been, I, I want some interceptions. I know he's been starting to throw some intercept, interceptions, but I took the Seahawks last week minus seven and a half and hit. I'm going to take a minus three and a half this week. Great. Uh, I'm going to take Cleveland and three and a half points. I think it's just... Um, Good job, PJ Walker. Good job. I'm cool yeah. with that. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's great. He's been great. He's been, I mean, he hasn't been playing great, but it's been great. He's yeah, been fun. I like it. Yeah. He's, he's been t- terrible up until the game. And then he's basically one had two game winning drives in the two games he's played, which is an incredible kind of a stat in itself. Uh, Baltimore minus nine and a half in Arizona. Wait, we skipped to uh, Casey Denver, unless you want to just both assume we're taking Kansas city minus seven. Taking Kansas city. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Uh, Baltimore. Four minus nine and a half in Arizona. Give me Baltimore minus the nine and a half. Arizona's Feels just... like if the Seahawks could win by nine and a half, the Baltimore could win by nine and a half. So playing off of last week is a dumb way to play this game, but I'm going to do it anyway. Yeah, I just think Arizona. So my one takeaway, I think now from sort of paying attention to Arizona a little bit more, is that maybe bet the 
take the points, first half points. They seem to play close. I think they even talked about it on the broadcast. Is they, they, they play well in the first half, and then they always fall apart in the third, and then really in the fourth quarter. They, and they, they just can't sustain it. Sadly, they were like kind of relying on Josh Dobbs and James Connors, who both seem to be a little banged up now. So like when you have your B team, C team yeah. injured, it gets, yep. it gets pretty rough. So that's yeah, and I think it and it, it, yeah, give give the teams at least a half of uh, of a game with them. They they start figuring it out, and that's exactly what Seattle did. Is they were getting ran on. They were sort of, not trick plays, but sort of busted plays or design runs for Dobbs or whatever. Like they just they, they fucked it up a couple times, and then in the second half they just kind of locked it down and figured it out. And it was just it was still a little too close for my comfort because Seattle played like shit, especially in the red zone. Geno had two bad I think two bad interceptions and no you know no touchdowns and stuff in that. But it was anyway. It was I, I didn't like it. Uh, Cincinnati plus four in San Francisco, Chris. No Brock Purdy. Got your boy Sam Darnold. Oh, Cincinnati's fucked. Give me fucking Darnold <laughs> all day. I mean, this is a trap game. Definitely, like, a, smart money is like Burrow on two weeks rest. Like, this is a better squad. Uh, Darnold probably is not the best, like, game manager. Ugh. I'm going to switch that to Cincinnati, and I would definitely take the over on this game. Okay. Yeah. Nah, uh, I like I want I, San Francisco. Give me San Francisco. I like it. I'm not going to bet against you don't Darnold. I like Darnold. I like Darnold. Yeah. You know that. All right. I mean, I don't uh, I'm going to take the Is the point. Brock Purdy era over? Mm, no. Over yet? No, I think time. it just... Uh, like, yeah, they just... Let's pump the brakes on him being like MVP and all that kind of Thank stuff. Thank goodness. Yeah. Uh, all right. Sunday night. Two games left. Chicago. These are terrible Sunday, Monday games. How, I, I, but, uh, plus eight and a crazy line in, in LA against the chargers with, with fucking I, this quarterback guy, undrafted division three. Uh, and he like ran the offense. Like, honestly, he's, he's sort of doing what like Brock Purdy did in, in San Francisco. He's just sort of running the offense efficiently. Dude has some crazy tattoos. And, he, like and anyone that just jumps into the game with a full chest plate is is a little fucking weird and crazy. I I I don't know if the Chicago wins this game, but I like plus eight and a half. All right, I'm tempted with the eight and a half as well. I think I think the I think you were saying about some one of the other teams. Like I think the Chargers can beat bad teams, and Chicago's not a good team. Uh, I'll I'll go minus eight and a half. I'm gonna. This is why I'm gonna lose. But uh, Monday night Vegas plus eight in Detroit. Yeah, I uh. Detroit, haha, guess what? They're not the Super Bowl favorites anymore. Um, I don't like to root against them. This will be the game that they like make everyone so excited all back again. Like They'll be like, oh my God, we beat a team with the worst coach in football. Uh, so Detroit, I'll take minus eight at home on, in yeah. prime time. Doing the same thing. Uh, again, Vegas isn't a great team. They've gotten lucky the last couple of weeks. They've played well, but Detroit's going to bounce back in a big way. I think they're going to... I think they're going to embarrass. You're the Detroit Lions. You're going to bounce back in a big way. Me too. I believe in you. All right. We've gone over. Uh, Don't forget to listen to electromagneticradio.com. Org. Dot radio. Something. Anyway. uh, Happy Halloween.